Welcome to the Grizzly Times podcast with Louisa Wilcox, a place devoted to all things grizzly, where we interview scientists, managers, landowners, and others about their perspectives and experience with grizzly bears and their ecosystems. This comes at a critical time in the debate about grizzlies, with the recent restoration of endangered species safeguards for the Yellowstone bear, but a new proposal to strip protections for glacier grizzlies, and when warming temperatures and development are transforming the bear's world. We hope that you find the information and views offered here helpful in shaping your own conclusions. You can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. This is Louisa Wilcox with Grizzly Times and part two of my interview with Gabby Paun, a Romanian environmentalist and founder of Agent Green. Gabby and a group of Romanians interested in bear conservation recently spent a couple of weeks here in the Northern Rockies exploring how we're coexisting with grizzly bears and sharing stories. Gabby, maybe you can talk a bit about the problem of corruption in Romania and how that affects the environment, including bears and bear habitat. But I should start by saying that here in the U.S., despite our pride in our national parks and our strong environmental laws, we've had chronic problems with corruption and greed and violence. In the U.S.? In the U.S. Um, I mean, my first death threats were uh, when I was involved in the campaign on logging um, in Idaho. Uh, to state, you know, the the influence, the political influence of the large corporations is immense out in the West. Um, and how? I mean, obviously, it's a problem anywhere you have people um, that you've got those forces. How have you how have you dealt with those larger human traits in your work in Romania? Oh, that's that's a terrible. The, Oh, there's a lot of sad stories that comes to my mind right now. I mean, mm. I'm not sure if I got a question right, but dealing with, with people when investigating and exposing things in Romania can put you in in a very short time in a very dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. I've I've been kidnapped and beaten. There were several murder attempts against me uh, in the past years. Mm-hmm. Um, once I, did, I didn't thought I would step out alive it was uh, an ambush in, in deep in the forest somewhere in the Transylvanian Carpathians where mm. it seems like uh, I was awaited by a bunch of thugs mm. who were uh, performing a construction of micro hydropower plant in a mm-hmm. nation in, in, in protected areas right. including in primeval forests and I was dragged there by some local activists who recognized me and uh, it was a little bit against my will to go but I gave up emotions and say I will join them and it seems like someone had a big mouth and I found myself in the middle of ambush where we were heavily beaten and just uh, by chance I managed to find a way to run uh, because I'm non-violent by principle Uh, I don't fight back Mm. so I was basically sitting down like a bag of potatoes and (laughs) getting punches and kicks even if I was not moving anymore. Mm. I think that not even in the worst Hollywood movie I have seen someone getting beaten after he doesn't move anymore. Mm -hmm. And by chance, I I think adrenaline helped me to Mm. deal with the pain of the broken Mm. ribs, Mm -hmm. uh, aiming at my lungs uh, and the broken head and fingers. And I Mm. could run away and hide in the bush until I could send my GPS location to a colleague and I have been extracted. 
while uh, another teammate managed to get to the closest police station uh, asking for help and she was kicked out. So that was the reaction of the police uh, mm. locally, which mean, obviously means they were involved in this. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's really terrible. I mean, it's three years since then and, and I... There is no solution with the trial. I charged them with murder attempt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have been identified through the footage I managed to get through the hidden camera, which I always have to carry for my own protection later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, and such things keeps happening. This year I was kidnapped for 12 hours with a bunch of journalists and I managed to save myself through thanks to a satellite phone which I had hidden and called police intervention from central level. Hmm. Whoa. So things kept occurring. So you have to be very careful when you operate with com high-profile campaigns in this country and disturb mm -hmm. interest of big corporations or mm -hmm. uneducated local... Uh, companies causing destruction to environment you have to be very careful i imagine boy that that is gotta really shake you to your shoes um, and i would add one more story yeah, which is go. beyond x files oh <laughs> someone stole the identity of a chief in editor of a big uh, magazine well, i'm including voice email address and telephone just to hack into my emails Oh my God. And made me open huh. one attachment which opened the server of our NGO so they could have access to our emails and then all our partners and, and uh, friends and everything. So they even go that far. Oh my Lord. Yeah, that's really terrible. Well, you certainly deserved at least the very least that Europe could give you, which is an award for all your pain, but it's certainly disturbing. I mean, when, you, when you're starting out with so much habitat and you're losing it so quickly, the future just can't look good. It doesn't look good, but I, I live on the principle that as long as we ha fight, we have a chance. Mm -hmm. And just to give a sample of that chance uh, becoming reality, just two years ago, we managed to convince the government, uh, jointly with the work of other NGO, environmental NGOs, to establish the national catalog of virgin forests. Oh, wow. But so they allow this to be established, but they mm -hmm. don't move a finger to populate that mm -hmm. catalog with real forests. So they don't mm -hmm. spare a single cent, mm -hmm. but they allow NGOs or universities, mm -hmm. insti insti scientific institutes, or any researcher with a certain scientific degree to map that forest mm. if it meets the criteria mm -hmm. and have it approved by the authorities to be in the national mm -hmm. uh, catalog. Mm. Uh, but the sad thing to that is that the speed of destruction is big, uh, it's faster than the speed of um, mm. protection. Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh, bless you. Thank you. So while we are mapping uh, and, uh, this forest, others are being are cut gone. right now as yeah. we speak. That's so, you know, you've spent the last couple of weeks here. Uh, you've obviously been uploading a lot of information about coexistence. And, of course, you and your Romania have coexisted with grizzly bears for thousands of years. I mean, are there any, you know, positive things that you think are relevant to your work back home? I'm taking simple tools with me, which I heard about them before, but I never saw them at work. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I liked very much uh, some some of the things I have seen made with great efforts. Uh, but I think the biggest the biggest uh, factor of positive change is opening people's minds. Those mm. people living with the bears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have seen uh, um, uh, farmers uh, being very open-minded mm -hmm. who are not a couple of decades ago. Yes. But who move, moved or always lived in the areas with bears mm -hmm. or they are coming now, mm -hmm. just now in valleys to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, being 100% confident that just because they made the fence uh, they don't have troubles anymore mm -hmm. and if it happens that they leave a door of the ranch open or a gate or whatever it's their fault and it's not of the fault of the bear mm -hmm. they actually became proud to have the bear around mm -hmm. happy to see him mm -hmm. and you can have a, a cow one meter away of the bear in a safe way just because you have a powerful wooden fence doubled by three to five or even six wires of electricity. Mm -hmm. So yeah. with little work and uh, 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 some financial effort in a short time, mm -hmm. you can pay back long, long term. So mm -hmm. you have less losses with livestock mm -hmm. and so on, just because you do that investment in, in an electric fence and, uh, uh, and maintain it whenever is necessary. Another thing I saw, and it's really good, and I mean, by the way, with the electric fences, Romanian, mm -hmm. some Romanians tried it and say, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And we got some Romanians now mm -hmm. in this delegation say, ah, oh, yeah, but in, in Romania it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I just had the, the idea to ask why, how many wires of oh, electricity yeah. do we have in Romania? Mm -hmm. And they said, one. <laughs> I said, really? <laughs> you expect the bear to be stopped by a line of wire, mm -hmm. so now you need, and here it's clear. Yeah. With three, you're already mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. You're five, six lines. You're bulletproof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, at least that was a little happy moment that I had. That day, that was the high effect. Okay, one wire doesn't work. Let's try three. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable, simple, but mm -hmm. okay. At least one thing happened, and there's the. Um, carcasses of wild animals who died from natural causes mm -hmm. or whatever, or, and livestock tying on the fields, which are attractive for bears. Mm -hmm. uh, and I discovered here that they are being removed, mm -hmm. so there is no attraction yeah. for the bears. This doesn't happen in Romania, they just leave mm -hmm. the livestock there, and, yeah. and animals will come. And by the way, we have a traditional thing. And, in the Carpathians, that in the summer the shepherds take their thousands and hundreds of thousands. Or actually, we're speaking about millions. Mm -hmm. We have 12.5 million uh, sheep and goat in Romania, wow. and most of them are going up in the mountains. So they go through mm -hmm. the forests, which are the home of the birds, up on the alpine meadows where mm -hmm. it's more green in the summer. Right, right. Uh, and those guys don't have bear spray, they don't have uh, uh, mobile electric fences, they mm -hmm. basically have no protection, mm -hmm. and they have some silly dogs. So <laughs> they, uh, they're cute, yeah. but they're not trained for bears. Right. right. They don't have the size or the skills to mm -hmm. deal with a bear. Yeah. And that's why we have some, some casualties. And some shepherds just prefer to throw a couple of ships Mm -hmm. uh, kill it with their own hands and throw it to the wolves and, and, and bears just to keep them away, which I don't think is a solution. So mm -hmm. we have this additional problem that I haven't found in the US.
getting the sheep up or cattle up in the mountains through their habitat. Yeah. They are mostly in the valleys, what I have seen. Yeah, we had, um, not too many decades ago, a huge sheep problem. And grizzly bears were attracted to these sheep herds and the herders were always armed and they were, would create what we call black holes for bears where the bear would go in and just wouldn't come out. Nobody was talking and bears would be dead. Um, eventually, um, the Forest Service uh, took advantage of a downturn in the economics of the sheep industry and negotiated um, with uh, herders to basically move their bands. Wow. That's the only way we were able to solve it because basically sheep are, you know, candy to a bear on yeah. legs and they're not very bright and they will just... Um, Raise hell. So I don't. I, we could not find a solution other than getting rid of the sheep, um, and it doesn't sound like that will be a very easy solution in Romania. No, at all. it's not. No, it's, it's a not. Traditional use and. Uh, and it's another yeah. campaign I'm running on mm -hmm. a high profile together with Animals International, the Animal mm -hmm. Welfare Organization I work for. Mm -hmm. Romania is the biggest sheep uh, and goat exporter from the European Union. A couple of millions leaves the mm -hmm. country every year. Uh. And because of that, we have to grow more. So mm -hmm. that's why the, the danger does not go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, one thing which I like very much is this bear proof trash bins. It's yeah. such a simple solution. Yeah, it's very simple. And we don't have that. Instead, if you Google Romania bear or Romania bear trash, you immediately find horrible news, which people find it entertaining. Mm -hmm. And there are even, Tur tourism developed oh. in touristical areas yes. with bears mm -hmm. coming in the city or mm -hmm. village to eat trash. Right. And right. the authorities does nothing. That's, uh, it wasn't too many years ago that we were in exactly that same place, you know, with people taking advantage of dumps to attract bears and... Oh, hard to imagine that it's, here, but I believe oh, it, you it was it's, here. I mean, just a terrible. few decades ago. These are dead yeah, bears. Yeah, they're totally Sooner dead. or later, yeah. a person trying to make a selfie will get killed, mm -hmm. and that happens. Mm -hmm. It does. It will. So, Gabby, one problem that we have in the U.S. with grizzly bears and grizzly bear recovery is this sheer number of people with guns and bad attitudes who are lethal to bears. And I'm curious about uh, your experience in Romania and the tradition of people owning firearms and to what extent that may be a factor in grizzly bear mortality and maybe more broadly what the history of trophy hunting has been in Romania um, and what its role with wildlife management is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let's start with what I know about mm -hmm. the management of the um, bear in in historically, I mean, mm -hmm. so far, uh, and then about guns, which I dislike, by the way. <laughs> I never carry one, I wouldn't, never, I just don't like guns. Uh, there is a um, history of bear uh, populations, most likely since 60s, 1960s, when the communists uh, started with the trophy hunting for uh, the dictator, he liked to shoot big bears and big wolves, mm. uh, and nobody else was allowed. So basically, to satisfy the dictator, they uh, left some old-growth forest with some big animals, 
and they organized feeding stations uh, deep in the wild. So where he was landing in a meadow with a helicopter, mm. walking a little bit to the place and just mm. shot the big bear. After communism time, the hunting was open for anyone, but organized by the hunting districts. The whole country has been uh, divided in uh, uh, hunting districts, and the manager uh, is the one organizing the hunting uh, sessions. And um, this is how basically these feeding stations in the middle of the forest have been moved to the outside, so very close to local communities. In many cases, not more than a kilometer away. Mm. And imagine what happened when uh, um, two years ago we got a trophy hunting ban. Uh, mm. That there was a revenge from the hunting districts to stop feeding the birds in those places. And of course they started to come to the communities, the small ones like I said earlier, and, and so on, and starting to cause uh, trouble. In general, only hunters have carry guns. Mm. Uh, you need to have a license for that. And uh, it's not very common for other kind of people to, to carry guns in Romania. So that's one significant difference mm -hmm. between the US and Romania, the, the amount of guns. It's really not common to see armed people. Perhaps some pistols for self-defense, but not really uh, this kind of uh, uh, hunting guns. Mm -hmm. Is not for everyone. It's not a culture, it's, and the law is quite restrictive with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but poaching does happen, mm -hmm. and organized hunting does happen, but not with bears. Poaching with bears, yes, organized not, because it's simply not allowed right now. Right. And poaching is an issue which we cannot measure, no, nobody yeah. knows. Right. We can only say that sometimes it happens. We only know when when they get busted. Right. Or when I run into the wild during my investigation or in my private time, I also spend time in forest and sometimes you bump uh, into uh, a dead body, which obviously carries signs of uh, poaching. Mm -hmm. Just recently, a volunteer sent me a, a, a picture of, of a, uh, with just the head of the bear left in the forest, but the oh. body was missing, which means it's he was uh, poached for for its his meat right because this is something that we do have unfortunately we have these hunting restaurants um, in some of the places in the country where they sell sausages or bear steak and things like oh, this oh my strangely this is illegal i'm a bit surprised because if it's illegal to hunt bear how is it legal to sell, to sell bear meat so something That's is bizarre. not consistent yeah it's at least bizarre Huh. Do you th or do you think that uh, parts are sold, like the paws and the hide? There, there is some culture to to sell the paws. It's actually a delicatessen, the, the bear paw in the restaurants. Really? Yeah, it's really in the menu. It's literally written bear paw. Oh my god! Yeah. Don't ask me how they cook it and things like this. No. Oh, <laughs> I would never know. <laughs> we'll make you a vegetarian. <laughs> I, I'm actually 99% yeah. uh, vegan. Mm -hmm. right. When when, uh, when I don't have a choice when I'm traveling, I can be a vegetarian. Right. So the, gun, the, the fact that you don't have so many guns in Romania is somewhat of a hopeful uh, note that um, 
even though poaching occurs, that it's probably not too common. It sounds like the, it sounds like the bigger problem is sheer loss of habitat. It is the loss of habitat, but also um, revenge by local communities, which are instigated by uh, the trophy hunting industry, is a big problem we have right now. Once in a while, we hear in the media about poison bears uh, and 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 things like these uh, mm. uh, catched in traps uh, or just killed by local people who are simply afraid, who were not afraid before, but they heard something, they are afraid, and they want to mm-hmm. to uh, kill the bears, not knowing that this is criminal law. And in some cases, I heard they are even buried because they know it would be criminal law, and if they are getting busted, then, then they are in legal trouble. Wow. So it's some practices which we don't have evidence for, but we hear many people that are talking about this. Hmm. Well, the trophy hunting lobby is strong and wealthy, you know, worldwide, and it doesn't surprise me that they would be organizing retribution against bears to get their way. Yes. Um, To be honest, I'm, I'm surprised that in the 21st century, such kind of uh, sick passions are still uh, allowed and they are subject of discussion. I, I, I think the world of the future we are looking at should not include killing for pleasure. Yes, I mean, obviously, with uh, the debate over Yellowstone grizzly bears and grizzly bears generally in the U.S., there's been overwhelming opposition in recent years. The last decade, I've not seen what we're seeing now, which is people saying, enough. You know, you don't need to kill a bear or a wolf for your ego. You just don't need to do it. Um, you know, they have a hard enough time. So that that seems to be prevailing, and I'm sure that that, in the back of the mind of the judge, had an effect, um, that he, he didn't rule on the... Uh, appropriateness of trophy hunting per se, mm-hmm. but he restored protection. So I, I think in our lifetime, we're going to see the end of legal trophy hunting, whether, you know, the Chinese are out there poaching bears for selling their gall or or what have you, or bear parts. I think that probably, you know, will Or continue. the bear pile in Vietnam and all those things. Yeah, yeah the bear pile. That, that is... Outrageous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But one, oh, yeah, I, I think this is really hope giving the recent uh, judge decision mm-hmm. here for Yellowstone and also in Romania, those trophy hunters who used to post all those pictures next to the freshly shot bear, they're afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. The society is uh, challenging this kind of attitude very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they have been heavily persecuted by the public for posting such pictures. So this doesn't really happen too often anymore. It's actually a shame to post a picture of yourself with with a trophy. So they know uh, there there is a general negative perception about mm-hmm. that, and the public condemns that very hard. Mm-hmm. So what? Assuming you have kids one day, what do you hope that they grow up with in Romania? What do you think that they will see? What's your What's your hope for the future? Wow, what a tough question! I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 41, and I never found a chance. I think I, I'm not one of those who is good uh, at working and having a family. Mm. Some some managed to do so. I mm. haven't. <laughs> I married with my work and I live wow. for it and I like to think that people who I inspire uh, are my children. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I'm still open to it. And regardless if they will be my own children or those people are inspired, um, I don't want to enter into a cliche right now, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that it's our duty and the future generations deserve to have a quality life. And a quality life uh, does not mean a poor nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by poor nature, I think we should give them uh, at least some primeval forests. Mm-hmm. We should give them the chance to see uh, a bear not in a zoo or in a museum, but out there in nature. Mm-hmm. Same with the wolves, same with all the other animals. So mm-hmm. we have to pass on uh, the nature in the status, that, at least in the status if it's now. Mm-hmm. And to gain a bit more wilderness. Yeah. Well, wilderness is capable of being restored if we let it over a long enough period of time. It's a matter of restraint, I think. Yeah. There is a lot of projects around the world, also mm-hmm. in Europe. It's rewilding mm-hmm. Europe, yeah. looking at some millions of hectares of degraded mm-hmm. agriculture land or abandoned meadows mm-hmm. and, and, and bushlands and, and mm-hmm. things like this. I think it's a beautiful project and we need more of that because yeah. at the moment... I, U.S. is big. Europe is tiny. It looks like uh, uh, the whole Europe looks looks like uh, it's still smaller than United mm-hmm. States, and each country looks like a state of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stress on the land, and there's very little wilderness uh, right. left. And I think uh, we really in Europe have to look very, very carefully how we take care of our land if we want to see any nature in the future. Current law uh-huh. is not enough. Yes. We have this uh, European network of protected areas mm-hmm. called Natura 2000. Mm. It was a good idea in the beginning, but different member states interpret it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And in the end, uh, exploitation of resources prevail and nature conservation not so much. Mm-hmm. It was meant to have um, a sort of a corridor or at uh-huh. least stepping stones between right. uh, areas of wilderness, but it doesn't work so far. Yeah. But well, to, to have a bit of optimism, we have the wolf back in some areas. That's wonderful. We're doing not so good with the bear, but at least the wolf is returning into some countries. And of mm-hmm. course, there's like, again, these like, uh, uh, good stories and bad stories yeah. about uh, wolves being back. It's, it's right. uh, learning by doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Germany, Switzerland, even have some uh, a few, Austria... And there is mixed feelings about it. Yes, obviously. But at least they're trying. Yeah. Well, these animals are resilient if we let them. Uh, and yeah. they've obviously demonstrated that for thousands of years throughout Europe and North America. But uh, the first the first lesson is not to let them go extinct, as we did. So it's a matter of, we've had to restore wolves. We've had to, you know, try to bring back animals that have been lost. I mean, it, and that's so much more difficult than not losing them in the first place. Yeah, but are too few. I'm no, really, absolutely. I'm uh, terribly um, um, concerned about inbreeding because mm-hmm. when you have so few left, mm-hmm. it's like a rational roulette if they will survive or not. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. too few land and then too few individuals in the mm-hmm. populations. Mm-hmm. We are on the edge. Yeah, when absolutely. you're telling me there is not more than a thousand bears around in Yellowstone and around, 
it's close to the nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are on the edge. Mm-hmm. We are on the edge. Well, we're all and we have edge. to give this birth to the next generations. Mm-hmm. We cannot decide over other species. We, we are responsible for them. Mm-hmm. We have to share the land. We have to learn to coexist. We have to... Uh, they adapted with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We have to adapt to them. Right. We have to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, but instead of that, we are trying to change life, and that's so wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if still governments, also here, also in Romania, they put a lot of funds in research and development mm-hmm. to change life. Mm-hmm. And not to understand life That's really and nature. Mm-hmm. We want to change the nature and life without really understanding it fully and knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting funding in learning about life and not changing life. Mm-hmm. Just stupid example, like in the very beginning we discussed about genetic engineering. Yes, How can we put money in creating new species which never existed before, just mixing a plant with an animal and so on to create new life and we have no idea what kind of impact that will have in our environment. Right. Why not putting money in learning about life? Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully that's what we can look forward to with the next generation of activists coming up. And uh, I too have no children, but many interns and former staff are out there doing good work on the landscape. And hopefully by sharing lessons and uh, and learning from our experiences in other cultures in Romania and Russia and here, um, we can develop a better model for how the world can work for all of us uh, without um, exterminating the last of a kind. Anyway, thank you, Gabby. Thank you so much. You're with Grizzly Times, and we're here with Gabrielle Paun. Thank you for having me.